0: Welcome to the Deeper Dive podcast. Each week we take a deeper look at the text we covered in worship on Sunday, and we do that by discussing things like historical settings and literary contexts, the way others before us have read the text, and our reflective approach to reading that same text. This podcast is a part of Calvary's Daily Connection, a place where Calvary shares something new each day to help you grow in faith. So we hope you check that out through Calvary's app or by going to connectwithcalvary.org slash dailyconnection. Well, today on the podcast, we're following up on uh, the section from Jonah where the storm hits and uh, Jonah gets uh, thrown into the sea. <laughs> it's it's actually, a sad, sad day. <laughs> well, It's kind of a fun part of the of the narrative. I mean, from a cinematic perspective, it's, yeah, there's yeah. a lot of action going on. Uh, yeah, there is. A lot of, yeah. a lot of things yeah. happening.
1: You remember when we were down in Branson uh, a couple of years ago uh-huh. and we saw that in that big theater they uh-huh. had... Uh, uh, the and sight
2: and the, sound theater that's what it's is called. Is that
1: what it's called yeah uh yeah. that was an amazing production of the stuff that was in the mm-hmm. belly of that whale <laughs> yeah <laughs>
2: wow. well and then the storm the rocking back and oh, forth yeah, and, yeah, yeah, yeah
1: yeah so so well anyway i was um talking a bit yesterday about um well just i, I covered a gamut of things one was just some thoughts i had on uh how far sin takes us sometimes, how much longer it keeps us, and I'm most fascinated when folks say sin doesn't affect anybody else but me, it's my own personal sin, that that one just always um, – and I think folks with honesty believe that. Oh,
2: absolutely, yeah.
1: But I believe it's, it affects your spirit, your soul, your attitude, uh, how you view things, how you view other people. Um, like I said, I've had this conversation with uh, some folks caught up in pornography, and, mm-hmm. and uh, they were married. And I said it, it affects how you view your wife. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, I've had some pretty deep conversations uh, uh, with a sister one time about her husband's viewing and what that did to their relations. Um, and so it, it always affects other people because it affects us even more deeply than we realize mm-hmm. that it does. Mm-hmm. So. Mm-hmm. I also journeyed just a bit. You you started to say something. Well no, go
2: ahead. You are well, the preacher. You can go. Well here.
1: I can go here. Yeah. I, mean, I get to talk permission. this morning. <laughs> oh my. I uh I uh also spent some time thinking about one's conscience. Um I don't know why I got on that road, but I began just to do some, some study on that, some reflecting on um uh, Whenever I've done something wrong, and I know I've done it wrong, uh, it affects me. Mm -hmm. Um, I found it interesting Noah could sleep knowing that he was running from the Lord unless he was just that exhausted and tired. Mm -hmm. Um, It affects how I think, how I feel, what I perceive. Um, You know, uh, I've had folks uh, say, uh, well, did were you in that conversation or did you talk to somebody else? Because the guilt of, right. of, uh, of sin or the guilt of rebellion or the guilt of disobedience, they just almost assume everybody else knows when nobody knows. Mm-hmm. And so they hear every conversation through those eyes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So being a prophet of God, it's, it's fascinating to me um, that uh, Jonah was able to go as far as he was, went. Without coming under conviction sooner,
2: well, the the thing with no with Jonah, and we keep doing this, we keep going. Yeah. Noah, Jonah, I was, Noah, I was Jonah. Say, do you guys you know? have some,
0: yeah. yeah, some kind of uh, speaking about the conscience. There's some kind of Freudian strange things exactly. <laughs> going on it, there. With it's all the, about
2: water, okay. You know, Noah, Jonah, yeah. Jonah, water, sure. Jonah, Noah, water. Um, when we talk about uh, um, Jonah, though, we talk about he knew. I mean, his conscience was. I mean, crystal clear that he was running away from God. It wasn't like he was wondering if he had done a wrong thing. He knew and uh so he was blatantly running. Um and and yeah, he was probably fighting within himself too, but uh, he was not about to go to Nineveh. I mean, he just wasn't gonna do it, you know. So it wasn't like, um it wasn't like he was blocking off his conscience and, and saying, I'm not gonna listen to you. I think he knew full well, uh, and we do too sometimes. We knew we know full well that it's wrong. I liked what you said yesterday when um, uh, when we get enough people to agree with us that that's really not a problem, then uh, it it changes our perspective, and we really believe it's not. Yeah, so,
0: and that's certainly easier to do in this day and age, I think than right. any, any other time in history is to you know to build your own echo chamber. Right. Of voices that are just like yours or similar enough to yours that you uh, feel like uh, everyone has got your back Mm -hmm. on Mm -hmm. an issue. Mm -hmm. And so Mm -hmm. it's a pretty dangerous place to be in, I think. It really is.
2: It really is.
1: Somebody asked me after worshiping um, at one of the services uh, what my statement was. They got part of it and didn't get all of it, and of course, it was a quote, and so I couldn't remember it. So I told him I'd put it on the podcast this morning. Uh, the challenge—this is the statement I made. The challenge is that the mind will justify what the conscience often condemns, mm-hmm. uh, and that's what we're talking yeah, about.
2: Yeah, I, I love that quote. Um,
1: yeah. It, it just—we uh, try to justify what we're doing. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we're really good at that in, in this country because we're not very good at taking responsibility. Sometimes, right, right. Uh, I don't know about the rest of the world. I've been in just in a few other places, but uh, that's what I see uh, much of the time here. Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought your little children's story about blaming others um, uh, was a good one. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's a little bit unnerving for me, anyway. Uh, I I try never early in ministry 40 years ago there might have been some televangelists that I may have made some unloving hard comments about Uh, and then one day the Lord just revealed to me there but for the grace of God could Mm -hmm. you go and so I think about that when I think about Jonah but it's scary to think how far he went I know without having some sense of a broken relationship with God i mean i uh, I get up most every morning and pray and have uh, quiet time and when I don't do that for a day or two, something's just out of sync in my spirit um but to do that so defiantly uh, that scares me that even believers prof- he was a prophet, prophet so yeah you know he wasn't just somebody who casually
2: right <laughs>
1: uh, but how powerful that either the enemy is or ourselves are are um just how easily we can slip from being in the will of God that that it's a holy scare it's a holy mm-hmm. fear I think but it's still there
2: well I think we all need to have that that's why I think it's important to have some kind of a a small group around you a covenant group that um holds you accountable not people that are oh whatever you do is great you're my friend and mm-hmm. and it'll be fine um I had a group before we moved up here in the Mattoon area. Um, I mean, they we'd call each other on stuff all the time. You know is that is that healthy? What what brought you to that decision? Um, you know, your attitude sounds a little <laughs> you know skeptical right now. Where, where are you? How how is it with your soul? Mm-hmm.
1: Um, Wesley made that that statement of Wesley's, yeah. which has mm-hmm. been a foundation for folks uh uh in ministry as well as laity mm-hmm. in churches has been uh, one of the best questions mm-hmm. that have ever been asked. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh we don't often get to the depth of what that reality what that really is because yeah. oh I'm fine. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh but uh yeah.
2: We were talking uh before the podcast started uh in terms of uh what was going on that day in the uh during the storm and and all of that, and and Isaac, you mentioned that uh, you've always wondered about the the sailors that oh, day, I the think, crew.
0: I, I think it's fascinating uh, the the role that the crew takes on, you know, mm-hmm. in this narrative, and we touched on it just a little bit on Sunday, but uh, that they become uh, almost the the voice of reason, the voice of God, in mm-hmm. some in some ways in this in this scenario. Um, you know, they are not. They're not Hebrew. They're usually folks like that are cast in not a great light sometimes mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. in the Old Testament. Uh, but these guys are, uh, well, just all through the story. So even the casting of lots, which we kind of see yeah. is just maybe a quick, you know, a quick like coin Drawing flip. Drawing straws. Or yeah, yeah. <laughs> kind of a thing. Not really. They really wanted to, you know, there's Jonah sleeping down in the bottom of the boat. It would have been easy to blame him at mm-hmm. this point. In time, he was they, a new guy. Yeah, the new yeah. guy. They, they did not. Um, they went through that process of of saying, "Well, who might this be?" You know, mm-hmm. given the mechanisms that they had mm-hmm. um, at the day, and so they they did that. Um, it got to him. They still didn't blame him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they said, "What's what's up? What's going on here? Did did you do something? Did somebody else do something?" You I know, love that, the question. Yeah, there's who do like you work a, for right, right, <laughs> what, what, What's up? Uh, so you know, I mean, some real genuine kind of uh, inquiry there again not blaming and then even when Jonah fesses up to it they they kind of take this attitude like you know what well maybe we can still right, make right. this work for you you right. know even though Jonah's like you know what just pitch me over the side of the <laughs> boat and they start rowing harder for the shore yeah. they're like I think we can maybe make this mm-hmm. this happen and there's a there's a real uh sense of mercy mm-hmm. uh, I think in there that um even these folks who are way on the outside and marginalized mm-hmm. are uh really more about doing God's work in that moment than than the prophet himself mm-hmm, is mm-hmm, and i mm-hmm. you know that comes up again and again in scripture uh from time to time and i think it's one of the this is one of the most exciting versions mm-hmm, you know of mm-hmm. that
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And even even when they resign themselves to throw him over, they're they kind of they're they still kind of banking it. on his innocence. They're like, I don't know, this is whatever you did, it can't be that right. that terrible that that you deserve death. Because you know, we read the story and we think, oh well, the fish is going to swallow him; he's going to spit back up on dry land, and so that's that's fine. But if you're reading this story for mm-hmm. the first time, being thrown into the sea during a storm. Mm-hmm. Is death. There yeah. is no, there is there's no, no other. Chance. There's no other option there. Um, and then after they do it, they uh, basically, you know, sacrifice to God to say, "We don't know how this is going to turn out, but we're just trying to do what you want us to do." Right. And, and so it's a, a very interesting, uh, almost. Uh, conversion story uh, where they're just recognizing their own place already right. in God's work, and I think that's uh, always an interesting yeah I uh, love kind that scenario yeah I um, love that in this story that you know kind of gets buried under the surface absolutely so no pun intended there but, yeah you know, maybe a little bit but, <laughs> maybe a little pun yeah,
2: yeah. <clears throat> and um, and and you're right just the the you know the storm is still going on and they're they're uh, trying to be rational about this, and and they're trying to to figure out what's going on. and And these are the are the sailors. This is a crew, and I mm-hmm. can't even wrap my head around how they can do all of this at once. How they can try to keep the ship afloat, and try to be fair. Sure. And you know what I mean. Well, and
0: it's this great mixture of rationality. What what do our systems save? for us to do right. that are outside of ourselves, but also this deep empathy Absolutely. for, you know, this fellow, uh, well, sailor traveler, at the moment, yeah. and traveler. And, and, uh, I, I think there's, you know, there's something in there, I think for Absolutely. all of us as well. It's just really, really quite, quite wonderful. I think in yeah. some ways. Yeah.
2: So somebody out there just develop a sermon, uh, yeah. just over, over that verse, you know, yeah, over those the, verses and, yeah. and,
1: uh, I, I, um, Again, there but for the grace of God go I, but I I just kind of scratched my head when Jonah put that on the sailors. Yeah, yeah, that's true. I, I I, just thought to myself, you know, you know this, you've taken ownership of this, you said this is my fault, and yet you want to put this on onto the crew that they have to throw me over rather than right. I'll just get off. Mm-hmm.
2: Um I thought about that too. I thought in what kind of scenario could he not have if they could throw him off he certainly mm-hmm. could have jumped off, you know? Um and yet he you're right, he puts it on them.
1: I it's and, and whether and then then my mind wonders to the fact is this is this part because we we get so tied up with just Jonah and the fish that we miss mm-hmm. that we miss that the sailors came to some awareness of Holy God, mm-hmm. okay. Now I don't know whether they added him to the list of other gods they had, or, or how that came out. Yeah. Um, but the power that uh, was, God chose Jonah to go to go to Nineveh, and the power of that whole city, changing mm-hmm. a heart. Um, Right. Well, and that's, you know, that's kind
0: of one of those, uh, again, those recurring themes, uh, especially in the Gospels, is the people who aren't supposed to get it are getting, getting it, it. Right. And the people who are supposed to get it are not getting it. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think it's always good just to kind of do a nice double check on yourself. Absolutely. Say, well, you know what, am I, where am I at right mm-hmm. now? Am I closer uh, to the people who are supposed to be getting it? Am I closer to the people who are not supposed to be getting it? Um you know, mm-hmm. I think that's always <laughs> a fun line to walk and, uh, you know.
2: Well, I've always said that um, it's easier to preach to um, people who aren't in the church than it is to people within the church. Because the people within the church, we often, um, when we're there every week, we often feel like, oh, yeah, this is something I've heard before. Yeah, yeah, I get this. Yeah, this is for that that person down the row from me uh, and not for me. Um, and, uh, people that are, are not in the church kind of hear it, you know, they may hear it with a little skepticism, but, um, they hear it as if for the first time or at least early on. And so, um, but I put myself, I don't put myself as the person with, with the truth and boy, I hope all of you get it. I put myself in the position of, am I getting it? Am I living what I'm preaching? And am I, um, Am I being faithful, or am I Jonah, or am I the soldiers, like you were saying? You
1: know? Some of the, some of the sermons I preached over the years, uh, I don't know whether they were intended for me, but I probably got more out of them than than anybody Absolutely. else got out of them. Sure. When, especially when the Holy Spirit takes over and begins to just.
0: Um, well, and it's so it's so important um, in the context of our time together as the church to. You know, continually retell what what has happened Mm -hmm. and what is happening. And you know, I mentioned today in the prayer post about you know how how important you know our moment of confession is in worship. That it binds us together um, in our brokenness as well as in our wholeness, and that we all have that whenever we whenever we begin to forget and think just a little bit too highly of ourselves, we forget that we've come a long way um, and that um, we have a long way to go. Mm-hmm. And uh, when you don't situate yourself inside of that ongoing story, when you think you've arrived or there's mm-hmm. not much more to be done, or, you know, you look at things from a very um, kind of static perspective, this has been done, there's nothing else to do. Uh, you, you really lose your connection, I think, with, with people, quite right. honestly. I mean, it's certainly gone with God, but I think you just don't understand, um, what people are going through. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I think that, uh, these sailors and Jonah is a great, there's just some great kind of mutual, you know, reciprocity there in being in the middle of the storm and really wanting to make it right on yeah. both sides. Yeah. They're very, at their very, um, uh, kind of deepest hurt, this this mm-hmm. really closeness to, to death and mm-hmm. fear. Um, this is when it comes out, and I mm-hmm. think that's, you know, yeah. we don't have to create that for ourselves, but we can step inside of these stories in Scripture and, and live that from a retelling of that. Absolutely. I think it's helpful to do that.
2: And, and where yeah. do we see ourselves in the midst of this? You know, um, you were talking uh, earlier about sin, and um, I have just been thinking... Between yesterday and today about um did did Jonah um identify what he was doing as sin um or did he identify it as a just a struggle with God, and sometimes I think we just don't even identify what yeah. we're doing with sin, we just disagree with God. <laughs>
0: Right. Well, that's a great question and I think, you know, sin has turned into unfortunately this uh moral uh litmus right. test. It's it becomes a a moral theology uh instead of a um I think we're, you know, where sin originally gets its concept is not in what you do or don't do, but in what you miss. And so mm. there's, you know, what you are running from or what mm-hmm. are you are not measuring up to or what you are not on target uh, for um, instead of, you know, these kinds of uh, moral uh, situations where we go, this is okay, this is not okay, this mm-hmm. is okay, this is not okay. It gets turned into this very uh, sterile binary, you know, mm-hmm. of mm-hmm. either or. Right. Um and uh it, it, it misses the point, I think. Mm-hmm. And certainly that's a that's a helpful tool. Uh it's just okay. like the law uh of Moses, which was uh you know, Paul calls that a, a pedagogue or someone who brings us on to further um further knowledge of God. But mm-hmm. it's it's a beginning step. It's not it's not the, the most fully featured version of um uh how to not be. Uh, about sin, mm-hmm. uh, but it does get us started. But that's usually where we stop. And I mm-hmm. think that's a place where we run into these scenarios like with Jonah and we go, well, what is this sin? Is it not sin? Mm-hmm. You know, it doesn't, I can't tick it off on a list of uh, right. of yes or no questions. So right. what is it, you know? And... Um,
2: but as we're running away from God...
0: <laughs> yeah, you're missing the mark. I think that's right. that's the original... Yeah, you know, right. the original language kind of origin of what, what does this mean? Right, you know? right.
1: right. Yeah. I think some of the development of sin, and I'm going to say by the church, but I'm going to qualify that in some manner by saying by people in the church, um, some of that uh, listing of what's okay sin or not as bad right. and what's not acceptable and you're gone immediately kinds of sin. I... I've I've often said to people you take the worst sin that physical sin whatever sin you want and you stack it up against gossip and the ruining the reputation of somebody else mm-hmm. and I'll take anybody's earthly kinds of sin compared right. to the mouth that often mm-hmm. comes up right. um and I and I know the intent and I think it's an honest uh, attempt to somehow find a measuring rod for ourselves But once it moves beyond ourselves, then we're entering that judgment zone. And I think that's where we're entering dangerous ground too.
2: Right. And that's where I keep coming back to accountability. And what's the difference between accountability and judgment? Judgment is pointing your finger and saying, you're bad, you're wrong. Accountability is coming up to a brother or sister and saying, um, what you're doing seems to be against the will of God, but can we talk about that? Can, we, can I help you? Can you help me?
0: Um, yeah, and accountability is always invited. Um, right that that 's you know that 's kind of the starkest difference I think is accountability is invited uh, judgment is um you know unsolicited <laughs> well and you sense. know i might I might push back <laughs> yeah. with that because
2: yeah. I think sometimes um accountability comes uninvited and maybe that's against the very definition of accountability but this is let me tell you why sure let's say um and i'm not let's hear this everybody i'm not but if i were to have an affair and i'm uh, off of the side having an affair um and a brother or sister comes to me who who loves me and says debbie what's going on here um in love right i think that's accountability not judgment
0: Sure. Because I mean, they're trying to help me yeah. not
2: fall into the pit.
0: I would argue the the fine tuning of the language there that you've already entered into an agreement with that brother and sister in Christ okay. to be accountable to them. When I when I say okay, yeah. judgment, I, I think I'm speaking to those outside the church where okay. if if they want to be accountable, uh to you, they they invite that accountability. Okay, just right, like we yeah, all, that's true. Just like we all did, basically, yeah. at our baptism, at our confirmation, at whatever moment we step into, you know, that stream. Yeah, because I really do um, think
2: that we as a church are accountable to each other. I mean, we're accountable to God, obviously, that, but
0: that's true. You know, yeah. I I yeah. don't have but a problem with that. Right, but it's added. I mean, it's it's an added initial invitation. I think that's the distinction between judgment and accountability. Um, Because Christians have, a lot of Christians, I didn't say all, but a good good majority of them have taken that and turned that on those outside Mm -hmm. of of the church and said, Mm -hmm. I have the authority and the power to judge you. Right. They don't. Right. They don't.
2: Right. Um, Yeah, that's true. That's true. And sometimes that happens, often that happens within the church too, though, you know, and even within the church, there's a big difference between accountability and judgment.
0: Well, right. And that's where that nuancing, I think, you know, if people really do want to um, be accountable to each other in the church, Mm. if they've taken those vows that they made at their baptism seriously, and that's really kind of what it all comes down Uh to, right, is how Uh seriously do you take uh, this thing. And, and that's the expectation that you have about it is the expectation that you do receive. Right. 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 Um, so yeah, it, it's, it's fun, isn't it? It is. (laughs) And,
2: and, you know, I know that I'm kind of taking, I'm going down a rabbit trail here, but, um, you know, when we, when we look at that, um, still that accountability versus judgment thing, um, and and by the way, nobody came to Jonah uh, until the sailors finally said, what's causing this storm? Right. <laughs> and even then, they didn't want to push him too hard. But nobody that we know of, it's not written, said to Jonah, buddy, <laughs> you're running. Let's talk about why you're running. Um, and I just want somebody to come to me when that happens. But But sometimes within the church, and we are in a in a a season right now in the life of not Calvary just but the church in general, um, in which we're talking about some difficult difficult issues, and um, uh, people get uh, very emotional about those issues, and and for good reason. Um, But um, instead of saying, "Can we talk about this?" both sides say, "You know, you're wrong." you know quit thinking this way you're wrong uh both sides are saying you know you're in sin because you're you're doing this so i just think we have to be really careful about that and i and i i want to be held accountable i don't want to be judged you know so right um i I think we all we all need to look at that line
0: so yeah it's one of those things i think where um it, a la- the language around it is both helpful and and unhelpful at the mm-hmm. same time. I mean it's it's nuanced in such a way that it does help us explore it deeper, but the language itself does not clear up the problem, mm-hmm. you mm-hmm. know. And so it's great to to talk about that, but there's something there's something behind uh you know those those words, there's something behind that experience and that's ultimately i think what what needs to kind of come to the surface but you know simple definitions are, aren't going to right. help in that sense and i think that's kind of where you know where where it ends up which mm-hmm. is unfortunate you know we just don't have a good word for that we're not we're not Germans. We can't just run a bunch of words together and create something <laughs> something new. Yeah, <laughs> it's, yeah. It's fun. But oh, I
2: think I could, but that, well, you know, yeah. people, other people will understand the it. The dash so. is a great thing, right? Yeah, the hyphen,
0: yeah, yeah. 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 Um, boy, what, what was... Well, Are you having a senior mind. moment? I, not, maybe, I yeah. don't know.
2: Yep. Um, this since I took us down this rabbit trail, let me just tell a story. Sure. Do we have time for a little story?
0: I'll give you a little time for a story.
2: Okay, this <laughs> is a little time for a little story. Okay, so
0: clock starts now.
2: <laughs> the clock starts. So um, when I was early in ministry, in fact, I wasn't even hadn't even gone to seminary yet. I was still living in uh, Bloomington Normal as a, a college student, and I went to um, local pastors licensing school, which allowed me to uh, serve a church under the authority of. of at that time under the authority of someone else and and uh, uh, just in that those particular churches. And I was at four churches uh, just west of Pontiac, four very small churches. The very church, first church that I preached at, the very first Sunday, oh, there were about eight people there, and uh, one man came up to me after the service and said, uh, well, um it, Here's here's something to remember. Always turn off your cell phones when you're doing a podcast, but, you know. Uh anyway, he said to me, "Well, you did an okay job." He said, "But I got to tell you that if all the men who were being called were doing what they were supposed to do, there wouldn't be any room for you." My very first church, very first sermon, very first. And uh oh. <laughs> and my response was well, that's interesting. Thank you so much for being here today. Um, I could have, obviously, I remember that 30, 40 years later. Yeah. However, <laughs> however, I had grown up in a church that had a woman pastor, and um, a lot of uh, the folks in our church were not happy with that because they, women pastors were new at the time. And I was uh, supporting this woman pastor and not knowing that I was going to go into ministry. I, and I loved those people. That were not supporting her, I loved them as people because I knew them. so when this man came up to me and said that, I thought I could still love him because i um I didn't see that he was bad, I didn't see that that um uh, I, I mean it was just an opinion, and so uh, that, that has shaped me throughout all of these years, is to try to look at what's beneath the words and say, you know, he just hasn't experienced this yet. Um, he has a different theology, and that's okay, you know. Um, but that's hard. Yeah. I mean, that's not yeah. always easy to do, and maybe it's not helpful long-term, but right at that moment and early on when women were uh, – I'm not saying that I was at the beginning of Women in Ministry, I wasn't at all, but it was still pretty early um, – you know, when you haven't experienced something, you don't know what it's like. So,
0: right, right.
2: So that was a really long tie. I'm not sure there was a tie. So, folks, just know that Debbie Razy is in the room, and now you know. <laughs> <laughs> you can edit this out if you want, I know, Isaac. It's,
0: it's, it's very minimal editing on this, on this show. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, given that, um, yeah, you better cut it off. Well, we're about 30 minutes anyway. So I think our time's up for today. And we do want to thank you all for listening. We'd love to keep the discussion going with you. If you have questions or comments uh, to add, you can do that by following the link in the Calvary app. Or if you're listening on the web, you'll find comments at the bottom of the page. Or if you're listening in a podcast app, you can head over to connectwithcalvary.org to uh, comment there on the web and check out uh, some show notes there. Uh, Next week, we'll be back with a deeper dive into the next part of Jonah, his prayer in the belly of the large fish. So until then, grace and peace.